0: American Brews and, <laughs> and Tunes, tunes. things <laughs> classic here's a theme song you know it's not a mean song it's a good song just as it should song American Brews and Tunes shibbity wow Thank you for joining us for a very, very special episode of American Brews and Tunes. Yeah, this episode is special, near and dear to Steve's heart. Yeah. Who's Steve? Me. I'm Steven Johnston. <laughs> and I'm Jesse Titus. Did I come I asked that? Who's Steve? It's me. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Uh, anyway, Because I forgot that we were supposed to introduce ourselves at the beginning of podcasts. podcast. Never forget. Never say. I never will. I'll never forget again well we might but we'll cross that who forgetful knows? bridge when we get there who knows that forgetful bridge <laughs> Yeah, we'll probably forget the bridges there and then start walking and be like oh I thought I was going to fall off the edge but luckily there's a bridge here <laughs> oh my gosh yeah the rainbow bridge the rainbow bridge rainbow road yeah, awesome. I like it I was going rainbow bridge from Thor you're going rainbow road from, from Mario, Mario Kart from yeah. Mario Kart anyhow or as some people say Mario Kart Mario Kart Mario that... refers to Mario Lemieux of course well, yeah, but some people say Mario that way, though. Yeah, but they're wrong. But you say Mario Lemieux, though. Yeah, because it's not the same name. Yeah, it is. Isn't it spelled the same way? It's spelled the same way, but it's not the same name. He, uh, Mario is an Italian plumber. Yeah, and they probably say Mario. Mario's a French-Canadian hockey player. Very different. Uh, I mean, I guess you're right. But... I am right, on this account. <laughs> Anyways, uh, as we said on the last episode, which I believe was our two-parter... Uh, But this is going to be a one-off episode, and it's probably going to be the best one-off episode we'll ever record. (laughs) Uh, I don't like to call it too early, but I'm just going to say it. You be the judge. I'll be the judge, and it is. No, not you. I know. I know you're talking to the listeners, (laughs) but I decided to take the reins (laughs) and be the judge. Okay. Why is this so great? Because we're going to talk about one of the best albums from the best band. That's right. We're going to be reviewing Enema of the State by Blink-182. The best. The best. Around. Nothing's ever going to keep Blink down no nothing ever did well certain things did but certain they things. overcame they overcame. that's what life's all about right yeah overcoming things yeah but this is a great album uh before we get to that let's talk about this this uh beer that we're gonna have uh, yeah as for all one-off episodes Jess and i will be having the same beer uh and this you may remember the brewery name this it's 450 north brewing 450 north brewing yep and the beer we had on a previous episode was an IPA called the Nuggets Four Piece Nugget Four Piece Nugget Yeah uh, I We both had it Or no I just had it You it just me by it myself yep. But it was a bit of a dud It was a little too like It was a little bit too carbonated too, Yeah too, almost too carbonated And the, the flavor seemed a little off Maybe it was old or something And I'm pretty sure it was a dud So I think this one will be a lot better Well I certainly hope so This one is called Crystal Vision and it's a double IPA It's New yes. England style So it's gonna it should be hazy Which and have been popping up every which where everywhere 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 that's right (laughs) so uh, Um, I'm kind of excited to try this uh, mostly because the uh, uh, New England style IPA has been showing up literally everywhere like we just like you just said yeah (laughs) everywhere Um, everywhere a lot of the big breweries are starting to brew even Sam Adams has one yeah even Sam Adams has one that one's pretty decent yeah I was thoroughly (laughs) impressed but anyway It's so pretty I'm, cool I'm like a pretty cool looking can It's got all these little Diamonds little, or crystals Maybe They're crystals, yeah. it's, this called is the the crystals. it's called the crystal Classic. vision Classic uh, Let's say that we crack these brews And, uh, and uh, pour them in our glasses yeah. And uh, give them a little try After the magic phrase Yes let We both have cans by the way Oh Yes Oh, color-wise, looks pretty good. Yeah, I'd say mine looks pretty uh, well the same as yours. Not as cloudy as I was anticipating, but it's got some uh, cloud to it. Yeah, I was anticipating it to be a little bit cloudier, but that's all right. But it does look um, pretty darn delicious. Yes, they do. Well, what do you think smell-wise? Uh I mean, it's, it's it smells it kinda it smells, kinda like, smells like the classic you know New England style where it's kind of citrusy and juicy, little, little nice citrusy. there. Yeah, I'm thinking this is probably gonna be a th- maybe a little bit less thick than a, a bearded iris would normally be. Yeah. Bearded Iris is a a brewery here in Nashville. Uh, Probably, but it's probably going to be more juicy and citrusy than something like the Enjoy Buyer or or something by Stone. Yeah, yeah, definitely for sure. Uh, But for all of you who do like New England style IPAs, Bearded Iris has the best ones. Yeah, and we've reviewed a couple of their podcasts or beers on our podcast, so check them out. Yeah, but if you're in Nashville. But for now, we're going to check out the Crystal Vision. Yes, by 450 450 North Brewing. Here it goes. Let's say the magic key phrase and give it a little one, two, try, ski. All righty, shibadibibido. Ooh, <laughs> uh, I think this beer is fantastic. Uh, way, way um, better yeah. than the uh, the four piece nugget.
1: Yes, because that well, one, that no. one.
0: We'd have, you'd have to get that one again because I'm fairly certain that was a dud. Okay, so uh, fair. I, I think you're right. Uh, I can't really make a comparison on that one because there might be I mean, there's no way because this is like a complete 180. Like, is is this, it, this beer it doesn't have the same consistency. It's a lot thicker, way less carbonated, uh, which it allows me to taste the beer a lot better. It was hard to, to get a good taste on the other one because it was so bubbly and, and really light. And Again, I think it was a dud. Out. Yeah, but this one's really what I expect from a New England style IPA. It's, yeah. it's I, I don't think it really stands out in any particular way, but it's solid if that makes yeah. sense yeah um yeah it's I not mean, it's not the, like super unique but it, it fits into the style really well and it's really solid yeah um I don't know if, if there warm... there there are quite a few beers like that where it's yeah. like it's not like there's nothing that brings it to that next level but there's nothing that makes me not like it exactly yeah, yeah. it's it's just very good solid or solid yeah I, I agree it's yeah. it's very tasty I enjoy this I would have it again well, would you yes I would on a specific date. Uh, I don't know, just soon, because I got a 4 pack <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Anyway, uh, if, if... If the the flavors change to our taste buds as the beer warms, we'll let you know, yo. Yeah, we'll let you know. We'll let you know if, in a little bit... We'll let you know... We'll let you know, yo. We'll let you know in a little bit if, uh... We'll let you know, yo. <laughs> we'll let you know, yo. <laughs> if our taste buds, uh, are like, Hey, Jesse, excuse me. Excuse me. And I'm like, what? My taste, taste buds would be like this. Yes, we'll let you know, yeah. We'll let you know, yo. Yeah. <laughs> no, if, if, if a little bit later they're like, Hey, the taste of this has changed. It really has changed. Oh. <laughs> and then we'll let uh, you no, know, yo. Yeah. Yeah. We'll <laughs> let you know, yo. Yeah. Okay. Enough about taste buds. <laughs> On to the blink. On to the blink, yes. All right, so like it's been said many times before, Blinkway 2 is the greatest band ever. Uh, this album, <laughs> entitled <laughs> Enemy of the State, came out in 1999. And technically, it's their third album. Yeah. Oftentimes, people don't count Buddha just for every reason, but I'm going to count it. So let's because what their are, fourth what's album. the other one? Other ones before this? Dude Ranch and Cheshire, Cheshire, Cheshire Cat. Cat. Yeah, okay. but I'm going to count Buddha. So I'm going to say this is their fourth album. Fourth album. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to say that this is the fourth album. And the album that came out right before that is Dude Ranch, which came out in 1997. You may remember that because we reviewed it in episode number six of American Brews and Tunes. Did we now? Well, I suppose we didn't. You did. True, I did, yeah. But I certainly Well, helped. you also reviewed it, too, because... I reviewed it every day of my life. Like, literally every single every single time I'd be like, all right, on to track number three. You'd be like, you'd sing it. I'd say, Yahoo! "Yeah, Yeah. Oh, oh. Ooh! Ooh! Uh- <laughs> My upper register's not working, too. Well. I'm just getting over a cold, so if I try to do oh, that, really? it sounds like it's... Really? <laughs> it doesn't work right now. Oh, huh, weird. Uh, well, I don't, I don't think I really have the cold anymore, but my, my, my voice always takes a while to get back. Yeah. It's a pain in the butt. Well, you get in these weird... It's like, a, it's like the equinoxes for you. Yes, it is. Like, they happen every year and every single, like, two times a year. I lose my voice. Just lose, lose your voice and slash get a cold. Yeah. It's weird. Anyways, Dude Ranch uh, started to garner Blink One Eighty Two some some popularity, some success. Yeah, that was a terrible segue back into Blink, but I tried. What was it? But it, uh, it, it, it had the damn it was the big radio hit. Yeah. Uh, was, I believe you recommended that song. If you didn't, I don't know what's wrong mm-hmm. with you, but I'm, <laughs> I'm fairly positive you did. Uh, yeah. So they were they were getting some popularity. That was a, a pretty big hit. Uh, but a couple things changed between and yes. the Dude Ranch. One Edna big, Edna big State. thing: um, Scott Raynor, their last drummer, was replaced by Travis Barker. Right. It was a little bit of a there's, uh, debacle. There's there's some yeah, controversy. controversy people aren't really sure. Debate. There's some stories. Uh, some people say that Scott Raynor was an alcoholic and they sent him to rehab. Um, and Travis Barker, who was on, either I think they might have been playing a festival together with uh, with the Aquabats, Aquabats and that yeah. was his current band. Um, so they sent Scott to rehab or something like that, or he didn't show. One of those things. Uh, and Travis Barker learned their entire like two hours under ninety minute set in forty five minutes backstage and came out and played it with them. Wow. That's so crazy. And uh, I think they said they wanted him to be their drummer, but Scott came back for a while, and then things got worse again. They got Travis to join. Really? Yeah. yeah. So, so it's uh, Travis is a way better drummer. It's very yeah. different. Uh, Scott's good, but uh, Travis really brings a nice style change to the band. Yes, if you can call it that. Yes. Uh, and this record, "Enemy of the State," marks their first collaboration with their uh, to come longtime producer Jerry Finn. Yep. Uh, he engineered their next three albums. Um, and then they broke up but he he unfortunately passed away after that oh really uh, yeah, I think he had a brain aneurysm it was really wow. out of the because he wasn't that those old are, those are terrible man it was uh, but he he's produced a ton of like really big name acts. Uh, he's produced and, and been an engineer, like a recording engineer. Okay, uh, like Goo Goo Dolls, Green Day, Pennywise, Rancid, The Offspring, Acoustic Trio, Forty One, Bad Religion, AFI, and a ton more. Jerry Finn had a a lot to do with how this out. Al- well, he had everything to do with how this album sounded. Right. Um, and and in this terms album- of like, production. Oh, for sure. Yeah. This album production wise, how it sounded set the stage for almost every pop-punk album to come yeah quite literally this is like widely considered one of the best and most influential pop-punk albums of all time uh it's made a, tot- a ton of top 10 lists like from kerrang caring i don't know how that's canadian um rolling stone Alter- alternative press and a ton more um and just like a ton of bands always like r- reference this one for, right, for being in there for a like big one an inspiration for them in yeah. terms of how it should sound or yeah whatnot. But this album holds a near and dear place to my heart. Yes, it does. Um, early on in my guitar t- my guitar learning days, days, yeah. uh, I took guitar in third grade from this guy named Peter, and I learned the classical guitar. I learned how to read notes, and it was boring. Were you playing a, a nylon string then? Or no, you, I played steel string, played steel string okay. but it, it was boring. boring. And then he moved to Boston, and I got a new guitar teacher named Tom. And he's like, do it's you want... So long? No. <laughs> Tom Loggie. <laughs> Laggy, laggy. I think that's how you pronounce it. But uh, he's like, "Do you want to learn how to like read notes and learn the theory and everything, or do you want to learn how to rock?" And I was like, "I want to rock." <laughs> <laughs> and so he he taught me ACDC, which was what what got me into like rock music. Bow. Bow. But. Yeah. Then he taught me Blink Way 2, oh. and I learned this entire album front to back, and There's that's your, when I learned I can do this. Nice. Because I, like, the songs, I mean, they're not that complicated. The chord progressions are easy. It's like a lot of power chords. Yeah. Nothing too crazy. You can, like, teach yourself. A or, lot, Yeah, a lot really of the easily. same chord progression, a lot of the same uh, same yeah. uh, style of picking. Uh-huh. And so I played along with a... this, and I'm like, wow, I can do this. Yeah. It's not, I, I, I can be in a rock band. It's and, not impossible. And be, it can be awesome. Yeah. Uh, and it was Love at First Listen. It was Love, love at First, first Play. Listen. Um, I, I knew this LA album way NFL. before uh, before I, I actually learned to play it. Which song? I, I knew um, the all album? the big radio hits on this, this album. What were they? were uh, All, all the small, the small Things, What's My Age Again, Adam's Song. I only remember... Because they were all over the radio. I only remember All the Small Things. Yeah. I remember hearing them. And I remember getting the now. That's what I call music CDs that had all the My 2 songs. Mm-hmm. 'Cause I, I had no means of getting it. There was parental stickers on there. My parents were like, You can't get it. Yeah. But you know. So is life. Shall we jump into the album? We shall. Alright, little uh side note, just a uh, ahead of time, I I'm not gonna give ratings here because every song is like infinity out of five. Um so uh, I don't infinity wanna I don't wanna five. waste my biased uh you could you could just say Ratings. every song is 5 out of 5. Every song is way above 5 out of 5. Okay. It's, it's better great. better than the best. Better than 100%. They're ratingless. Like priceless. Ratingless. Oh, they're Oh, it's like they're priceless. Okay. Yeah. Track what number 1. Okay, yeah, track number 1. I I'll just about to go off on another tangent. Dumpweed. That's called Dumpweed. I recommended it. I do not. <laughs> well, that's just wrong of you. But I still give it a Wahoo! <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's a good rating. Yeah uh, I think it's a great way to start the album off. It's like really it's kind of, it's pretty heavy sounding. it's super riffy. I like that, that has got that beginning riff, which is really iconic and pretty memorable, but then there's a riff right after that, which, that in itself could be a standalone riff, but you put those two together, classic. It's music to your ears. Yeah, and the chorus is catchy, it's super fast, I can't drum along to it because it's too fast for me. Yeah. But it's a pretty funny song, it's about Tom DeLong. like having this concept that he's too dumb to compete with girls because they're too smart and out of his league. Yeah. And so he wishes he had a girl that he could train like a dog. <laughs> at, at first listen, you might think it's misogynistic until you realize he's really making fun of himself, not the girls. Right, yeah. yeah he's not saying girls should be like dogs. He's just saying, I'm an idiot. Yeah, he's just saying, <laughs> yeah. like, I'm too stupid to understand I don't, girls. Exactly. But it's it's funny. I like I love this song a lot. Same um, here. I mean, like, I'll, I'll say this right now. Like, I really like this album. Like, i uh, I would say not on the same level that you do. What? But I don't I don't think anybody in the world likes this out, al- likes Bling 2 or this album as much as you do. Yeah. Some people may say they do, but they don't. Yeah. I can I'm looking at my vinyl record collection right now. Yeah. How many how many do you think I have copy wise of Enema of the State? Uh three. I have four. Four. <laughs> yeah. Three. I think I've got the C D three times. They're different uh, different pressings, right? They're different pressings, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Got to get that uh, pressing in. Gots to get that collection on, man. <clears throat> Move on to song number two. Yeah. This song is called Don't Leave Me. Don't leave me all alone. Me all alone. And I recommended it. Oh, did you know? Uh, because it really keeps up the energy uh, from the previous song, Dumpweed. It yeah. keeps it fast. Yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, where Tom DeLong sang the last song, Mark Hoppus sings this one, so you get that nice contrast off the bat. and. Really, that kind of follows suit for the entire album. Right. There's a really good mix of Tom and, Tre- and uh, Mark songs. Yeah. Sometimes they sing on the same song. Sometimes yeah. This you know, harmonies. They do harmonies. That's what we nice. call when call when two people sing sing yeah. different notes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one of the reasons I really like "Don't Leave Me" other than the fact that it's an awesome song is I really like to drum along to this song. Yeah. We've got a drum kit in our house. It's actually Bobbert's drum kit, but he's leaving it here. Yes. It won't fit in his house. Or something it like that. That, yeah. He so, doesn't have room for it. I can kind of play along with this song. Not 100, but enough to get by. I can fake it till I make it on this song but it's so fun to play Uh, I wish I could play it as much as Travis Um, do you think that uh, Blink-182 is as popular as they are uh, partially because of Tom DeLonge's voice perhaps I mean it's super duper unique yeah well you think their first big radio hit was a Mark song damn it Um, what's my age again was one of like super duper huge I think it might have been out before all the small things if I remember correctly but like um, say you're back in the in the late 90s and you hear Blink-18 like, all, Blink-18 the, like all the small things you, you hear, that the the wrong, yeah. hear that on the radio you hear that on the radio and you're like oh you mean that guy with like that really nasally voice nasally whiny yeah. voice that's, and that's the signature blink Two. yeah that stuff is pretty catchy and when you think of pop punk in general you think of that voice because a lot of people yeah. kind of emulated that yeah. yeah all the small, small things, things. He, he pronounces words weird things. too things almost like a British accent but not quite not really. If you listen to his, like, things... Things. All the small things. Truth care. Yeah, it's, it's weird. Truth brings. It's classic Tom. Yeah. Uh, anyways. Anyway, back to the album. Moving on to track number three, which is called Aliens Exist. Good song. Uh, I didn't recommend it. I wish I could have. I wish I could have recommended it all. This song is even more telling now that we know all know what Tom DeLonge is really all about. Yeah, As the title suggests, the song is about aliens. About getting abducted and having an experience. And it just it does seem kind of like a joke song until the very last line where he says, 12 Majestic Lies, which is a reference to this, this group of people who were trying to uncover some conspiracy things. And they were like... so that when, when you hear that and do a little research into it, you realize Tom actually knows a little bit of what he's talking about. Like, this isn't just... Because what is that... In reference to 12 majestic lies? There was a, a 12 majestic something or other. It was this really like, like. what? Like 12 majestic It was, it was lies a group of people that, trying to uncover. That the government is like keeping from us or something like that? Yeah, they were trying to. It was a group, Twelve. the 12 majestic something or other. Oh, That's they what were I'm trying all to tell bad. you, yeah. Oh, okay. I yeah. thought you meant like the government or someone was like holding. They were trying to uncover conspiracies. I, I believe 12 lies. I don't know all about it, but I know it's, it's something that you'd have to really know your stuff to pull out a reference like that. Right, okay. So it actually makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah but uh, it's a great song I wish I could recommend it but I can't yeah yeah. moving on to track number four which is called Going Away to College oh baby it's a really good song and it's my first recommendation yeah, it's the sure. first uh, it's, it's not really slower but it's got a different feel from the other the other ones were more like straight rock songs this one's I don't want to say a ballad but it almost it doesn't feel like it is. terms in terms of comparing it to the past other three songs. songs in this album it's more of a ballad yeah, yeah. I don't want to call it a straight ballad it's not a ballad but, though yeah. Did you say you recommended this one yes okay yeah um, it's it's slightly slower is so good and literally it's, so great. it's about going to college and like how a relationship is strained when yeah. high school sweethearts go away to different schools yeah was a little a bit, little bit of sweet feelings there it's, and I just I really really like the line um, this world's an ugly place but you're so beautiful to me I like that part and like you don't normally hear Lyrics like that in a in a punk mm-hmm. song, I guess maybe in a pop punk song. You know oh, what yeah. I do, but I like the lyrics right before that. the The bouquet of clumsy words, a, yeah, simple, a melody. simple melody. Yeah. This world's an ugly place, but you're so beautiful to me. Yeah, and this is another uh, Mark Hoppus song. Yeah, classic, classic Mark. Yeah, we heard, oh, we heard the song last night. Yeah, we were at a Blink 182 cover band <laughs> cover band show in Nashville at a uh, Exit Inn. It was pretty fun it was really fun yeah it was, they were they were pretty good too yeah it was it was just um, a lot of fun because they played mainly songs from end of the state yeah I, I mean with them. obviously they weren't blink but i didn't care yeah i didn't go to see blink. I, I was see blink uh, i was kind of skeptical at first because like why would you want to go to see a band covering your favorite band like why wouldn't you just be like i'm not going to do that because i just want to see the actual the band. actual band I can see that. But after going to the show, it was just fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun just going to see, like, like I don't know, you just go out, you don't expect go, to, going see to see to see Going to see songs that you enjoy, you know. Yeah, I, I enjoyed was, it. It was a good time. Yeah, My mind has been changed. Yeah, now we'll go see a bunch of cover bands. Psych, Saik. <laughs> but maybe not, who knows? I mean, who knows? Maybe, yeah. you know, like if a... Uh, Arcade, no. I don't even know. Like, maybe a Beatles cover band? I've seen Beatles cover bands before. That'd be kind of, be kind of fun. I mean, I always compare a little bit, but I, I, I get over it after a while and I just enjoy the show. Yeah. Uh, moving on to track number five. Yeah. Uh, it's the uh, first real big song. This is What's My Edge Again, and it's my last recommendation. It's my second recommendation. All right. This is a huge radio hit. So good. Huge radio huge. hit. It's huge. Um, And it's actually probably, even though we talked about the last song being, like, slightly ballady, this one I think's got a slower tempo. Uh, a David. little bit yeah but, but it <sighs> oh man Burt palooza up in here yeah, I tried to hold him, in but it, it just did. It, it that's alright really was... sometimes uh, better out than in as I always say why don't you get <laughs> away from me donkey <laughs> all right. originally uh, What's My Age Again was titled Peter, pa- Peter Pan Complex oh yeah it right, makes right, sense right, like I, remember, that right, I don't want to yeah. grow old um, yeah. but obviously they switched the titles and I think What's My Age Again is better I can, uh, I can okay. really relate to this song yeah, cuz I don't want to Because I don't want to get an older and you don't want to do adult things. <laughs> yeah. And like I, literally that's what the song's about. Yeah. Like, I've recently been doing a lot of adult things. And you're like, "Oh, I hate this." In terms of like car stuff and whatnot. And I'm just like, "Oh, this is so boring." I don't want to sign up for health insurance? It's like, Boo. "I want to make prank phone calls." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but this it's what the song's about is like going through life being in a relationship and just being really juvenile and not acting your age. Yeah, um, the music video is something else. I don't know if you've seen it very often, but it's them literally running around LA, but N- naked. Yeah, naked, right? Yeah. yeah. I, I, if you watch the music video, they obviously they pixelate the uh, private, the privates, the private parts. Yeah, which is a good thing because nobody wants to see that. They just pixelate it out, you know. Yeah. Um, but that you could say video, that video is pixelated, <laughs> yes, in some ways. Yes, you could. Um, but that video is what most people remember them for. Right. Yeah, cuz I, I remember like being in uh, North Carolina visiting some of my cousins and yeah. they're like, "What's your favorite band?" And I said, "Blink-182." And they guys like, "Oh yeah, that band that was running around naked." Oh, right. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So a lot of people just remember I them got for you, yeah. for doing that. Cuz that video came out at like the height of MTV, like TRL those days. Right. And so that video was on in rotation. It's what's, a hilarious video. What's TRL? Uh Total Request Live. I, I you didn't watch MTV, but it was I it was watch. a huge like like after school uh, thing to do. Show you'd watch that, mm. and they had bands come on. They play music videos, do top countdowns, all kinds of stuff. That's pretty cool. Back when MTV Back when was MTV was a thing. Yeah. Well, sorry, no, it's not just, a thing. It's still a thing. Today. It's just more like uh, reality just TV. Like, really? MTV. Yeah. Hmm. Like Jersey Shore. That's on MTV. Yeah. Anyway, moving on to track number six, which is called "Dysentery." Gary recommended it. I wish I could have recommended it, but it's such a great. I song. couldn't. Uh, it's also a super funny song about. Um, the main singer whatever this Tom, Tom uh, hating a dude simply for the fact that he's dating the girl that Tom that, likes that he likes yeah. yeah and he's just making fun of him the whole song uh, the guitar riff is really awesome in yeah, this song it's just and then the drums come in and there's this weird like syncopated beat almost and he does a, a couple weird syncopated beats throughout and one of the beats almost sounds like a little, little Latin influenced it's hard to say for be... sure but this really kind of shows Travis doing something that you might not expect off of like a pop punk album right Not the normal punk beat and that was one of the things that he talks about in uh and i've heard him say it in his interviews in his autobiography um that he came into the the band when they were recording this uh, writing and recording this album yeah and like they were doing this spending time writing and he's like this song this is gonna sound boring if all, all the beats are the same and tom's like dude Write, write whatever you want. I don't know how to write drums. Yeah, He's like just play whatever was good. You're you're a good drummer. I trust you. And yeah. so Travis like okay, and he wrote his own and stuff. He did and it's awesome. And it's awesome. Yeah. Uh, but this is a great song. Mm-hmm. It is just really hilarious. Also. Yeah. Because he <laughs> says diarrhea in the song. <laughs> I mean, that's what dysentery is. <laughs> so Ew. Funny. It's so funny. It is. Uh, you got anything else to say about this one? Um. Other, the fa- other than the fact that it's just awesome, and isn't this a uh, live staple now? it is uh, Tom's currently not in the band I think he says he's still a member he's just not playing right and in his place is Alkaline Trio's uh, guitar player and co-vocalist Matt Skiba so he's yeah. t- taking Tom's place and they've written um, essentially two albums with, with Matt Skiba but he said that "Dysentery" Terry Gary is his favorite song so when they tour he always plays it yeah and that's I've pretty seen, cool I think I've seen them four times I've only seen them once yeah, I think I saw them three or four times with Skiba and they've done it every single time yeah Classic Skiba (laughs) Classic Skiba On to track number 7 Which is another radio hit Adam's Song Adam's Song, yeah And this is probably The slowest song on the album This is definitely The slowest Most contemplative Saddest uh, Saddest Yeah, it's uh, it's not a funny song Dreary at the beginning But as you know It ends hopeful The light comes After the darkness Or the dawn Comes after night Literally, this song was written by Mark about being depressed on tour, and there's uh, some contemplation about suicide. Yeah. And they got the inspiration for that from a secondhand suicide note. Not directed towards them, but a suicide note that someone wrote in general, and somehow the band got sent it. Hmm. I think maybe the fan, like the, the person who committed suicide just happened to be a fan, so someone passed Weird. it along. And it was, yeah, it's kind of odd. So they wrote this, uh, and it's, it's depressing, but at the end uh, he realizes that he's going to keep going on. Yeah, because, like, the, the the main thing is, or the main line is, uh, um... 16 song. just held such better days yeah. is, is what is, goes on earlier. Later in the song, at the very last chorus, he's like, they, tomorrow, tomorrow holds tomorrow such holds better days. Tomorrow much better days. Yeah, so yeah. there's hope in the end. Um, they retired this song, though. They have, yeah. Um, Travis Barker was in a plane crash with uh, one of the acts he was touring with, Insane. DJ AM. Um, and DJ AM, his real name is Adam. He used to be addicted to drugs, and they both survived this plane crash, but they, DJ AM went on pain meds and ended up getting re-addicted and, and uh, ended up, I believe, accidentally overdosing on it. Uh, so he passed away, and then blink Two retired it out of respect because his terrible. name's Adam. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I saw them play it once before that whole, every, everything went down with DJ AM, but they will never play it again. And I, I can understand that. It's pretty heavy. Oh, yeah, I understand. Oh, it's a heavy cool. song. It's crazy. And moving on to the last radio song of the album, yeah. uh, this is track number eight, All the Small Things. Mm. Everyone knows that we played it at the beginning of this episode. Everybody. It's Everybody knows it. A great song. Uh, it's super catchy. It is good. Uh, it's my least favorite on the album, but it's good, though. It's uh, Probably mine, too, but only because I've heard it so many times. I still right. love the song, but but I, could, I think I might agree with you. Um, this song was written about Tom's girlfriend. He said, like, his girlfriend always was like, why don't you write songs about me? So he had to write... The best one for her. Yeah. <laughs> but it's written about some true accounts. Like when they were doing writing sessions, he would come home like super late at night and his girlfriend literally would leave roses on the stairs for him. So I, I incorporated mm. that right into the song. Did you ever see the music you video? You me roses on the stairs. No, I never did. Uh, it's pretty hilarious actually because they take shots from a bunch of boy band videos mm-hmm. like 98 degrees in sync and backstreet boys which were all huge around this time yeah and they redid the, those shots and put them into the music video <laughs> so it's they're making fun of all the boy bands yeah um but if you didn't know that well at, at the time if you were watching TRL or MTV or any of those uh-huh. things you would have known all the backstreet boys and NSYNC. you would have been like oh look at this band doing the, that they're like li- like literally making fun of all the boy bands yeah. it's pretty hilarious that's funny yeah great song though um, moving on to a even better song okay. it's a track number nine party song and it's my honorable mention oh that's such a great song um, yeah it's, it's so it's a, good it's probably the fastest song on the record if not well yeah. no, definitely one of the, the two fastest, fastest yeah. songs because uh, sure. the very last song on the album is also extraordinarily fast do you wanna go to a party my friends make me up it's at 11 11, 11 30 11. At at a house, so go bed a are luck, like, but it's like, in case you couldn't hear the there, party. it's a tongue twister. It's just markless, like, spilling out lyrics all over the place. And the whole song is about making fun of frat parties because they're just, like, talking stupid. about how stupid they are. And they're filled with, like, the most shallow people that he, yeah. he can think of. Um, and you really, when you think of Blakeway, too, you think of, a, like, a band, like, Party Dudes. Yeah, so, that's true. I mean, So they're kind of saying, we don't really like they But they're, that. they're, it seems like they're more, like, intelligent than that. Yeah. Like, more intelligent than their music portrays them as. Yeah. So this song kind of puts them like in a more of like a nerdy like we make fun of ourselves light instead of mm. we party. Yeah. Which is better than what it could be. But this song yeah, is awesome. That's a, that's and the chorus is super yeah. catchy. That's a great song, yeah. Um, track number ten, the next song is called Mutt, and this might be the most different sounding song on the album. It's it's a really great song, but it's it's very different sounding, just like the the vibe of the song. A little bit, yeah. Um, this song was in that movie uh, American Pie. Oh, I don't really? We saw that, that raunchy teen com. Raunchy um, teen com. But while the song's playing, Blink One Eighty Two actually is in the movie themselves. Really? They yeah. show up as a band. Yeah, That's so funny. I'll have to look that up it's later. Classic, and fun little piece of trivia. Uh, When they credit the band in the credits after the movie, they credit it as Tom DeLonge, Mark Hoppus, and Scott Raynor, even though it was Travis. Even though it was Travis? (laughs) Poor Travis. (laughs) So funny. (laughs) Um, Great song, though. Um, Track number 11, the penultimate song, is called Wendy Clear. Wendy Clear. And the title seems kind of odd, but uh, I know what it means, so I'll enlighten you. Of course you know what it means. Uh, It's written... uh, Well, I'll tell you what it's written about in a second, but the title is... Mark had a boat called Wendy. Okay. And when you're on the radio with other boat operators and you need to go through like a channel or something, you got to get clearance or whatever. Yeah. Like if, when, when you're good, you're clear. So it's okay. Wendy Clear to take the boat out on the bay, which he says in the song. Okay. Um, but the song is about a relationship that could be tempting that you want to get into, but is dangerous for a bunch of reasons. Okay. And it was, they didn't actually give any names for obvious reasons, but it was written about like a high uh, up executive at MCA Records, which Blink Wedding to was signed to at the time. Yeah. That Mark had the hots for. Ooh. But he couldn't get involved because it was like a conflict, it a conflict, conflict, of a conflict of interest and like yeah, mm, it couldn't. It could have been bad. It could have turned band. it could have turned out real bad probably. Yeah. Like one of the song like lines from the song is it might be inappropriate because either way the band gets dropped. Oh yeah. Mm. So if it's good, oh, okay. Maybe they'll get dropped because like someone will be like, wait a second, you can't do that. Or if it goes bad, maybe she'll drop them. She'll you know? be like, yeah, we're not having so you. It, so it's just a, a bad idea all around. Huh. But also super catchy song. I like the uh, the bridge. Moving on, moving Moving on, on. moving on. Because of that and because the palm muted guitar is so chunky. But just listen. Just go back and listen to that guitar part. It's so good. He palm mutes like a champion. (laughs) And his rig setup is pretty awesome. He palm mutes like a champion he does that's hilarious uh, not to be a nerd but on this album <laughs> okay he was using a Fender Stratocaster with okay. Seymour Duncan Invader bridge pickups so okay. they those are some very hot uh, humbucking pickups mm-hmm. and he was playing out of a Mesa Boogie Triple Rectifier okay so that's a also a pretty hot amp so dun-dun, dun-dun, now, super chunky Now, steve can you name uh, the guitar and amp that any other band uses uh not off the top of my head but i can tell you what Tom DeLonge used in later albums <laughs> <laughs> like on the self-titled album, he used the Gibson E-33 with Dirty Finger humbucking yeah. pickups. And he used a Vox AC-30.
1: Okay.
0: Should we move on to the last song? Yeah. Before this episode gets too long? Yes. The last song is called Anthem. Anthem! It's a song about... It's a true story also, which is always good. Yeah. Um, I guess back in high school, Tom convinced one of his good buddies to throw a party at his parents' house when his parents were out of town okay. and somehow Tom convinced him to not only do that but let Tom's band play really and Tom said he invited the entire school so it was like almost a thousand people like something I think he exaggerated but it was probably a ton of people showed yeah. up and the house got destroyed um, and like the, the first like early on in the song it's home like the line is home show mom won't know yeah so it's just like literally about that um, but the rest of the song is kind of about like angst and like fighting like parents or authority a little bit yeah uh, which ties into the very first song on the next album which came out Anthem Part 2 Anthem Part 2 which is a great tie-in but this song is it actually called Anthem Part 2 or is it called Anthem 2 Roman Anthem New Part World? 2 okay yeah it's actually Part 2 okay um, but uh, the first anthem which is called Anthem I guess uh, is super duper fast when the drums kick in like yeah. in the verses and everything but it's such a great song like that I time bomb I time bomb I time bomb super catchy song yeah yeah. well you have anything clearly, else to say about uh, this album? Um, nothing except the fact that clearly you are uh, infatuated with it I'm not infatuated infatuated is like a you think you're in love with it is it? is yeah. that what infatuated means? yeah when you when you think when that you're, you're think in love when you you're think, think, you're in love? think you're in love with it Yeah. I don't know I'm gonna look it up I'm, I'm telling you the truth I'm not infatuated I'm straight in love with this album alright let me look it up real quick to make sure you're right because... alright well you look it up I know what I'm talking about infatuations infatuated I believe it usually refers definition usually refers to young kid who thinks they're in love like I'm in infatu- I've got infatuation going on oh yeah I know this is definitely not this is definitely not you infatuation an intense but short lived passion or admiration for someone or something see short lived so, so it's you definitely think- definitely not you're not infatuated oh yeah I've loved it. this album for a long time you are in the deepest circles of love yeah Deep Circus. You know, all, all the layers of love. All the layers. Uh, anyways, uh, this album's fantastic. It gets better over time. If you have not listened to it... What? What? I not mean, listen always, to it. Before I met you, I hadn't listened to it. Yeah, which is crazy. If you've never listened to it, do yourself a favor and listen to it. If you have listened to it, do yourself a favor and listen again. Yeah, listen again. <laughs> Regularly. Put it in rotation. Like, by the CD and vinyl. Every week. At least once a week. A little house cleaning. Um, next episode, I believe we already... Said what our recommendations are, but just to let you guys know again, um, I will be listening to the Mountain Goats. We shall all be we healed. We shall all be healed. Yes. And you are listening to Jawbreakers, dear you. Yes, um, but we do have some fun one-offs coming up after that. We sure do. We've got recommendations. Yeah, uh, I know Heidi Pawlikowski was our first recommendation. She yes. recommended us to listen to Harry Styles' debut album. Shout out Heidi. Um, our friend Nathan Heemstra from Geneva College recommended that we listen to a band called Cleanup. And I believe it's the their debut album. Uh, called Sunlight. Yes, the album's called Sun Life. So that'll be our next one-off after we do the Jawbreaker and Mountain Goods album. Yep. And we already have another one-off even after that. Uh, Becca, my uh, lady friend, has recommended a rap album for us to listen oh, to. Oh, uh, Macklemore, I assume. Yes, you assume correctly. Her favorite. Her favorite um, band. Macklemore favorite and Ryan rapper. Lewis's first day, uh, full-length, The Heist. The, the Heist. Thrift Shop and uh, Can't Handle Us. And I remember when that song came out. Can't Stop Us or that's what Uh called. Anything to say about the beer? Um, it's still good, man. I I definitely think that you had a dud with that other one. The uh, the with the with the four piece the four nugget. piece nugget, yeah, For sure, yeah. With this 14, this crystal vision is actually fantastic. I, I quite like it a lot. It hasn't really changed that much. I think it's consistent the whole way through. Very if good. If I if I could give this a rating on Untapped, I might give it a four point two. Wow, I might go three seven four point two. I probably go four. Anyways, <laughs> uh, let's let's say we give these uh, final cheers, drink it down, and sign off. Sounds offs. good. Sounds good to me shibbity doo Delicious. Once again, my name is Stephen Johnston. And my name is Jesse Titus. And this is American Brews and Tunes. blink Two's the best! Thank you guys so much for listening. Here's a theme song. You know it's not a mean song. It's a good song. Just as it should song. American Bruise and Tunes. shibbity beep